We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And this hour is brought to you by Schaumburg Honda Automobiles. When searching for a new Honda, search for Schaumburg Honda Autos. Dot com. Barry Rosner, Joe Ostrowski with you until 1245, taking you up to Cubs baseball. You know what that music means? It's time to go out to the score hotline where we're joined by my old buddy, Bernie Miklas from 101 ESPN in St. Louis. You can find his columns as well at 101sports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Miklas, and you can hear him right now on Hit and Run. Good morning, Bernie. Very good to be with you again, man. Uh, it, was, it was a nice surprise to get your invitation. Good, good to see your name pop up on my text message. Well, we always love talking to you. It's been a while since uh, I've seen you or spoken to you, but I've been following you down in St. Louis and on Twitter. And this stuff with the Cardinals has uh, has it uh, has it gone off the deep end? Are we at dumpster fire territory yet? What is happening? With Dexter Fowler and Mike Matheny and and uh, and management and all of this nonsense in St. Louis. No, it's it, this is a big deal. It's uh, very uncharacteristic of this organization. I mean, not that they're saints, but you know, remember t- Tony Larusa used to get in feuds with players, but this is a whole different thing, whole different thing. Because I I never recall John Mazzei like somebody that I really respect and someone who's really really smart about knowing how to avoid misspeaking, let's say, you know, for him to basically, basically personal, you know, attack Dexter Fowler in a personal way, you know, basically calling him lazy. That's what he said. You know, he didn't say the exact word, but you know, when he, when he, when he says publicly questions, his effort and his energy, you're basically saying he's lazy. Wasn't he on paternity leave too? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. To do that when, look, I I don't care if Dexter Fowler's hitting 050 or how much money he's making. It doesn't matter. You know, to do that, to attack a player like that and disrupt his life because all the text messages and phone calls are coming in at a time that really uh, is a, is a sacred moment for, you know, a mother and father. It's just a bad, bad form. You know, the timing couldn't have been worse. I mean, so Fowler had to deal with all this stuff when he was becoming a father, like like almost almost literally when he was becoming a father for a second time, and just a, just a lousy thing to do. And you know, a lot of fans here, Barry, are saying, "Well, you know, he spoke the truth." And you know, there may be some merit in what he said. I have mixed feelings on that, but that's really not the point. The point is his bad form, and it doesn't help the Cardinals because it sends a message out there to players. Why do, why do I want to go there? The manager doesn't even talk to Fowler. The, the guy that runs the baseball operation trashed him publicly. They're not very they're, – they're a good team, but they're not great. There's not, they're not like they were a few years ago where you knew you could go there and have a chance to play in a World Series. You know, the, the, the city itself's going through a hard time with, with all the racial unrest. I mean, this does not help the, their cause, and that's the point about why Mo's comments were – it was just very poor uh, – a very poor thing to do from a pragmatic standpoint. 
Yeah, and cer- certainly bad form. You're right on that, Bernie. But what stood out to me was how Mosaic did it, not only on a podcast, knowing it was going to go everywhere, but he also said, people tell me. He hid behind that, which I didn't, what I didn't care for. Who do you right. think he was talking about? That's a great question. Uh, it, it could be that he was referring to uh, people in the organization. It could be that he was referring to fans. But what struck me about that is that when he circled back in the same quote, he said right after that, the, the energy and the uh, effort quote, right after that, he said, you know, what I, you know, what I do think is we got to try to find a way to, you know, I got to try to find a way to get him some at bats or, you know, whatever he said, but, but not at the expense of a player who's, uh, you know, hustling and playing hard. And he's talking about Harrison Bader, the young outfitter, who is doing a good job. So, in other words, he did do the people tell me thing. But, but then when he when he completed the quote, then he made his own contrast. See, he he got away from the other people thing. That was him making a contrast to Harrison Bader, saying been saying like he's not going to play on the head of a guy who is hustling and who is playing hard. I mean, that that one to me was the damning quote. Bernie, I, I don't know how you felt about Dexter Fowler and the contract that they gave him when they signed him, but anybody, most everybody in Chicago would have told you, look, great guy, highly respected, tries hard, was a big part of a championship team, but is certainly going the wrong direction at this point with his age. And so when they gave him that money, I was kind of shocked by that. Like, I didn't, I didn't really understand it. I don't know how you felt. But what does Mazalik think? Like, who does he think actually is responsible for that deal? Because it's him. Well, yeah, it, it is. Uh, it, well, I, I like the signing, but not the years. I like the idea of bringing him in. I was in favor of it, but I think my point was, look, if you get three really good years out of him, it'll be okay. The last two are probably going to be a couple rough. Uh, be, the last two, excuse me, be kind of rough. Uh, I didn't expect this thing to, to, to just go to a free fall, you know, a year and a half in. And, you know, they owe him $57.5 million. Well, I mean, Dom like really wanted him. I mean, he's ultimately responsible. But I also, I also put some of this on the manager because I think the reason they had to give Dexter Fowler a fifth year is because of his reluctance to play for Mike Messini. He wasn't so sure about it. I think they had to sweeten it a little bit just to entice him. And, and that, to me, was the rub. I mean, I mean, a four-year contract, even right now with Dexter at a low ebb, a four-year contract, I'm not saying it would be good, but it's certainly less onerous than a five-year contract. You could, you could sort of get through the final two years, or you could, if you have to eat the money, it's not all that big of a deal, you know? So that, that extra year makes a lot of difference. And it, 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 to me, it re- also raises questions. You know, how long are they going to stick with this manager? I, I don't know that he's... If you're trying to make your club better and you're out there trying to recruit people, I, I, I don't know that he's exactly a selling point, you know, especially with the guy you have, the guy in Milwaukee is someone the players have, you know, charismatic guy, forward-thinking guy. And, you know, it's uh, they've got a real problem here in a lot of areas. And I, I know Cubs fans feel really sorry for him, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the trend now, Bernie, is that managers don't matter. That's what some baseball fans believe. And I would point to your city. Well, look, if you have a bottom-of-the-barrel one, this is what it looks like. What sort of relationship does Matheny have with his players? Terrible. Uh, Mark Saxon, my friend and colleague, I, I, do some, I do a couple columns a week for the Athletic uh, 
you know, part of their St. Louis coverage, baseball columns. And Mark Saxon reported that it was really good work, you know, reported that uh, Fowler and Matheny uh, barely talk and that this has been going on for months. And then he was on my radio show Friday and added a detail that Fowler basically has has blocked Messini's uh, mobile phone from 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 text messages. He he <laughs> I do he the same to Barry, though. So <laughs> that's right. I've done that to a few people. <laughs> um, and this goes back to April. Uh, I forget the exact date. It doesn't matter. Uh, when Messini decided to take Dexter out of the leadoff spot again, and what he does, what he does is he sends a, a group a group text message with a lineup, and then mm-hmm. at the end of that, uh, he'll 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 have like a daily inspirational message, you know, and I'm sure, you know, some players like it. Some people, some players probably roll their eyes. But anyway, Dexter thought, and by the way, I agree with him, that, look, you know, you bring a guy here, and, and it's not that he deserves to hit leadoff. His performance this year has been abysmal. There's no defending that. But, you know, I, I think a veteran who's won a World Series, who's been in the game a long time, pretty much, you know, respected by his peers – I think before you move him out of leadoff, which is something that you know is important to him, you, you, you can't have a five-minute or ten-minute conversation in the office. You, you let him know by text message. Dexter was really hurt by that, and it was soon after that that I think he started to like block the text messages. So, so this, <laughs> you know, this, it, this, it probably it, it probably sounds like a small thing, Bernie, to to some people. But anybody who works for someone that they don't like, who doesn't communicate well, who, you know, uh, I'll try to use proper phrasing here, uh, uh, dumps on them frequently without communicating with them. Right. Um, it's not a small thing. It's just a res- no. it's just a respect thing. That's all. Simple respect. Well, yeah, and, and it's and it's kind of hard because I know even maybe some of your listeners are hearing this and saying, "Well, look, I mean, we like Dexter, but he really stinks." So you know, but that's really not the point. Right? These are guys that you, that work for you, and if you're a leader, you know, you're, one of your big jobs is to keep the line of communications open, try to keep guys whatever you can, try to keep them involved in terms of their motivation. You know, let them know, hey, I'm not quitting on you. We're going to fight through this. I got another one for you. You know, we were watching the game, me and my wife, yesterday, and Fowler, you know, was back in the lineup for a day. He he did a positive thing. He, he had a – they needed a fly ball to get their first run in. He did it. He got a sack fly. Nice job. You know, he did hit a bomb, but he got a run in. And this is this is how bad this is, and this is how this is how bad this manager looks, how petty he looks. Um, as, as Ozuna scored on the sack fly, so as Ozuna comes to the dugout out by, over there by the side, you know, Matheny, you know, kind of acknowledges him, and and you know, I don't know whether he slapped hands or pat him on the back, I forget. But Fowler's coming up coming behind Azuna and there's a little bit of distance between them. I mean, in other words, he wasn't right there. Fowler's coming to the same spot. Matheny turns his back and doesn't acknowledge him. What are you, five years old? I mean, seriously, can you believe that? I cannot believe that. That's like, it happened. That's like now some, listen, yeah. now maybe he said something to him later, you know, outside the camera range, I don't know. But let me just put it to you this way. What's, what's the term now? Bad optics, real bad optics. Wow, that's like something a five-year-old does. I, well, and I, the, and, you know, the thing of it is, like, let me let me just finish this real quick because yeah. I get I get hot thinking about it. 
the reason this guy was hired and the reason that they, one of the reasons they justify him being here is that he's so supposedly this great leader and a great communicator. Really? <laughs> I mean, the general manager goes out and spends $82.5 million for Dexter Fowler, who's a good guy, and you've got your manager pulling this stuff. He won't talk to him. He turns his back on him publicly with the cameras. Or, the cameras are always on the dugout. You know, you, you can never assume that they're not. So uh, this is just embarrassing. So I, I got a feeling that at the end of the year, um, there's there's – there's, there's going to be some dynamite taken to this place. I, you know, I, I <laughs> they better make the playoffs. I, I really don't see how Matheny's going to survive this stuff because the fans are turning. They've turned on him, and you know the communication problem. Like he's such a great leader. They've had pitcher after pitcher after pitcher this year, not communicating about injuries, not telling them, or him not getting answers out of them about how they're trying to pitch hurt, which has led to even worse injuries. I mean, if you're a good communicator, good leader. That stuff doesn't happen, right? No, it's not supposed to. Barry Rosner, Joe Ostrowski with you on Hit and Run. Visiting with Bernie Miklas, my buddy from St. Louis. He's the morning drive host on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Is there a gap now between the Cardinals and Brewers? Oh, I believe so. If you look, I, I look. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to sell. Uh, you know, knock on your door on a uh, Sunday morning. Try to try to sell you a, the religion to save metrics. I'm not doing that. But if you just, just to use it as a snapshot, if you go to one of the sites like Fangraphs and just, and just like click in, you know, wins above replacement, but, but hit the, hit the non, non pitcher category. Like you take the pitchers out of it. Look at where the Cardinals position players are in terms of their value compared to the Brewers and the Cubs. It's pretty glaring. In fact, the Reds, the, 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 the Cubs, the Brewers, the Reds all have, it's a pretty sizable gap in terms of player position talent have an edge over the Cardinals. The, the only team in the division the Cardinals have an edge over are the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, part of this is on Mosaic. He put the roster together. Uh, some of it, I believe, the manager isn't getting maximum performance out of players. Too many players are having down years. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with coaching. It has to do with Matheny. You, you know, that's one of the manager's job, jobs, too. you got to you know, if if you have a manager who can't get squeezed the most or, or, or close to the most out of his players, that's that's kind of one of their jobs too. So, yeah, they're they're lacking in in position player talent, and their pitching is in good shape. But going forward, the position player talent to me is a deficit compared to to uh, to, you, to the Cubs, compared to the Brewers, and even the Reds. Bernie, you talk about uh, Matheny being in trouble at the end of this year, possibly being in trouble. I don't – I'm trying to remember the last time a general manager did something as dumb as what Mazalik just did and didn't pay a price for it. Would would Is it possible Matheny could be fired without the GM being fired as well, or could could the whole thing get blown up? Uh, it's a great question, Barry. I, I, think, I think what Mazalik did will be viewed – as by Bill DeWitt, who owns the team, as, look, here's a guy that's done really a, a great job. I mean, just since taking over for Walt Jockey, he's, he's done a great job. And we had to go through a transition, and it, it's been more difficult and it's been more complicated by the rise of the Cubs, which has driven everyone in St. Louis crazy. It's making their fans, <laughs> no, it's true. It's, it's yeah. made their fans very restless. If it, it has been a Come on, it was over. 108 years. It's I like know. they were kind of due, you know. 
so the, t- the temperatures are rising and everyone's kind of just, you know, really, uh, really impatient. So everyone is stressed out. So they're going through a transition that's not quite as smooth as they want. But I, I believe DeWitt has great faith in Mo, and I think he's going to view it as Mo made. This was a rare, and I mean rare, misstep for John Mozalek in terms of putting his foot in his mouth. In fact, I can't even recall him ever putting his foot in his mouth. And I, look, we've all been around a lot of a lot of uh, sports people. Even the best guys occasionally walk all walk on it. You know, they step in it, and yeah. he did it here. You, you don't I, think I, that I, was planned? No, I, I don't. I don't know what he was doing, but <laughs> yeah. it was it was it was very uncharacteristic. I mean, I personally know him well in terms of this. I'd say, you know, I would give him a mulligan for it. Now, look, I took him to task. I was very critical. I'm, I didn't excuse it, but I do think you have to judge this against the, the guy's, you know, entire body of work. And the irony here is he has been Dexter Fowler's biggest supporter. I mean, he constantly talks to Dexter. He's really established a rapport with him. That's another weird thing about this that didn't make any sense. What are the Cardinals going to do at the trade deadline? Oh, man. Um, I don't know because I don't think I don't think Mosaic knows whether he trusts this team yet because they they you know they went they they play well for three or four days and then you think okay they got some traction and then they back up again and, and they're they're just not trustworthy so I would be shocked that if they made a a short-term move like they got into the Machado thing I mean I can't sit here and say rule that out a hundred percent but They've got a very delicate thing, their future, in terms of how they set this club up for next year. And one of the advantages they would have, at least in theory, they really have a lot of terrific young pitching. And there's more of it on the way. And you don't take that advantage and erode it or, or you know, subtract from it by trading. The Orioles want young pitching, cost-controlled pitching, by, by trading two of your better young guys who are cost-controlled to rent Manny Machado for a couple months. It, it, it would seem to me it would be incredibly stupid because he's not going to make the difference. Some, you know, there, some of their problems are so deep-rooted in bad defense, base-running fundamentals. Marcelo Zuna's having a you know mediocre year. There's, there's just a lot of issues, and I don't think Machado cures everything. And I don't think there's a chance, a chance, that they'd be able to re-sign him. So I would look for, if they do anything... I would look for, you know, uh, you know, a moderate upgrade or two. I can't give you any names. I mean, I know there's a lot of infielders available, but um, they have a lot of outfielders more than they know what to do with. They could always probably uh, spruce up the bullpen a little bit. So we'll see. Now, the, the one, and I know it's a long answer, and I apologize. The one thought is maybe they do kind of what the Yankees did and, and not go in the tank. The Yankees never went in the tank. They still managed to win 80, you know, 87, 88 games, but they traded a couple of their attractive pieces and with an eye on the immediate future, you know, and the Cardinals would have a guy like Jose Martinez who would be very marketable to some American League teams because he's a hell of a hitter, but he's a DH. He cannot play any position. He's a perfect DH. And yeah, he they should could, not be on the field ever. Yeah, and they <laughs> and they could even it might sound crazy they they could even see what they could get for uh, Marcelo Zuna because he's a walk he he walks after next season and you know I I I don't know that they would 
pay a Scott Boris client what a Scott Boris client's going to be looking for, you know, a year, year and a half from now. Maybe this is the time you explore something like that. I mean, they, so they could go in an alternative direction, and it doesn't mean that they're folding anything or they're tanking. It means that they're being smart and trying to set themselves up a little better for even next season. So I, I, they have a... They have a lot of ways they can go. That's why I hesitated to answer the question because it's it's tough. Wow, that's interesting. I hadn't even considered that. They could do the Yankees of two years ago thing where they sell off some huge pieces and and try to get right back in it fast. That's, that's and, what... and and Ken Rosenthal threw this out there and, and not as like he thinks they'll do it, but he was just thinking like, well, you know, what could you get for a Carlos Martinez? You know, Carlos Martinez has got a, a great contract team-friendly contract through 2021 and you say well why would they trade him well I you know I I love the guy myself but I I think they get really impatient with him he he's kind of a handful you know and he he uh, I I think that there at times that you know his attention span wanders and, and there's a lack of focus and to me I'd be really careful about trading I think I think he's an amazing talent and his number, his, you look, you look at what he's done the last, since he became a starting pitcher in 2015. I mean, he's right up there with a lot of the top top starters in baseball, and he's still very young. I really doubt that they would do that, but I can't speak to their level of exasperation over him if it's a high level of exasperation. And to me, if you're Mo Mosaic, I think you listen to you listen to offers on any player. You, you got to at least listen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Bernie, great stuff. We really appreciate your time. Uh, you don't have the Rams to tie you down anymore. Are you making your, your Vegas sojourn this fall? I don't – I doubt it. I, I, I doubt it. I, I think um, – I'm not, I'm not sure what we're going to do. Um, we've been talking about going to a racetrack, though, so <laughs> we, may, we may hit a couple tracks at some point. Bernie got the got the Breeders' Cup coming up at Churchill Downs. So, Ooh, there you go. That's you a, know, that's a good fall trip. Not too far of a drive. That's about a five good, hours. There's a good opportunity hours. to get your brains beat in for two days. You know, losing the Rams, I, I, I've become like a crazy. I mean, crazy college football fan now. Don't get me wrong; I always liked it, but now I can really, really dive into it like a fan. I, I really enjoy it. So that's. That, it sounds weird. Yeah. Do I wish we had an NFL team? Sure. But if we had to be sentenced to that for another 20, 25 years, because, by the way, they never would have pulled the moves that they pulled. <laughs> no, no, they never would have did all the stuff yeah. they did to try to get good out there because you got to sell all those, you know, the incredibly expensive luxury suites and all that. So um, it's all right. You know, it's been a tough time, though, you know, just losing losing a team and the Ferguson thing. And, everyone, you know, it's, mm-hmm. we're getting through it. It's a tough city. Hang in there, Bernie. Thanks again. We'll talk to you uh, maybe again this summer sometime. Anytime. Anytime. See you guys. Thanks, Bernie. Bernie McClaz, morning drive host on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. That is just so different to think about the St. Louis Cardinals, who you have so much respect for because they've always been run so professionally. And this is such weird stuff. And then where we end up is, are they going to be sellers? The St. Louis Cardinals sellers and if they were to offer up that was interesting what he brought up about carlos martinez if you put him on the list we're talking earlier okay these any of these starting pitchers excite you if the mets are not involved here carlos martinez 26 years old 
three and a half years of control left on that contract, and I believe there are a couple options at the end. If he's still pitching well into his thirties, that could get you a haul. That he's right. That could be a Yankees type deal. Oh boy! Wow. I have another name for you. I'm going to throw a name at you when we come back. You okay. tell you tell me if you think I'm crazy. Although your fallback position is to generally say yes when I say, "Do you think I'm crazy?" Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you, you talk say, about Tebow again? Is this, is this where we're going? It's not where we're going. I'm not going to mention. I, 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 I will I, say. I will say. One of the times you said you're going to think I'm nuts. Am I crazy? Was a year and a half ago, and you said Justin Verlander to the Cubs. Yeah. Nobody was talking about him. That, so okay, that, that look that would look pretty good. So that, that that's on your plaque, okay? So we gotta have let's some, see what you have next. Got to have something. All right, I'm going to throw a name at you when we come back. You tell me. If you think I'm, if you think I'm insane, and uh, we got to get back to the Cubs, we we've, I don't think we've spoken of the White Sox yet. There are White Sox issues to get to. We will do all that next on Hit and Run on the Score. Let's 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 knock the White Sox a little bit. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner with you until 1245, taking up the Cubs baseball. That was the voice of Tim McCarver. He's right. On Fox Sports Midwest. He was talking about a Weaver perfect game. He jinxed it, though. Oh, would you? You're not one of those people, are you? Please tell me you're not. What do you think? Yeah, you are. Because you're an old, weird baseball guy. You are. Yeah. Yeah. I think he jinxed it. I think do that's you, the you, reason. Do he you did. really? No, I don't. There are people Idiot. that believe this. No, there's not. Yes, there are. There are no people left like that. Yes, there are. That is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I didn't even know Tim McCarver was still working. He th- what's he so do? TV? He, what's he do? TV? It in, was uh, Dan. That's Dan McLaughlin, right? That's the guy that Mosaic did the the podcast with. He sounds just like Vascurgia. Or maybe Vaskirchen sounds like him. I know McLaughlin's been down there a long time. This hour of Hit and Run is brought to you by Northwestern Football. The Wildcats coming off a 10-win season host Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and more this fall at Ryan Field. Season and single game tickets are on sale now at NUSports.com. This segment is brought to you by Pearl Mortgage. Go to PERLDavid.com. Anthony Bass, DL. James Norwood is back. Who? <laughs> This is what we're talking about. You're going to see a lot of this. Yeah. Got to. You got to. When does C-Sheck get his two weeks off? Why don't you give You're him, preaching to the choir. Why don't you give him the week after the All-Star game off? Then he gets two weeks off. Here's your Chris Bryant news. Chris Bryant and Brian Dunsing heading to AA Tennessee to begin their rehab assignments. So we're expecting some time this week. Brian, going to keep sliding head first too? Is that uh, how's that working out for you? Pretty good. Remember Lurie Garcia last week when I was making fun of him for sliding head first into first base? Yeah, which not only cost them a run and a big inning, he did, by the way, hurt himself on that play. I didn't know he had hurt himself on that play. Didn't find out till later on Sunday. But sure enough, he hurt himself on that play. Yes, Joe. You know what today is? Today is Sunday. Smokies game. Today is Sunday, July eighth, by my calculations. For the Tennessee Smokies Montgomery game, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bryant Koozie giveaway. Where's Chris Bryant today? 
Tennessee Smokies. Outstanding. I'm going to give you some numbers, Joe. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you'd be interested in this guy. Last five starts, 29 innings, a 248 ERA, and a whip of just about just about one. Wow. With pretty good velocity, uh, 95, 96. Does that sound like a starter you might be interested in? Let me hear your thoughts on that. Far away. <laughs> of course. That's Matt Harvey. Yeah, he's had a nice run. He ate up the Cubs yesterday with those high fastballs. You want your launch angle? Here's your launch angle. Just going to keep throwing it higher and higher and higher. There were five homers knocked down in that game at least. Same on Friday. I don't know what he's going to be a month from now, but let's just say that you were willing to take a flyer on him. I mean, the Reds aren't going to ask for a lot in return. But if he does this for another two weeks, might be some value there. And look, you know, obviously know what Matt Harvey was. I'm not saying he'll ever be Matt Harvey again, but would you take a flyer on him? Yes, that is the ultimate high-ceiling flyer. And yeah, you're not banking on him being what he was in his prime, the Dark Knight. But the way he's pitching right now, he would be the Cubs' second-best starter in the rotation. <laughs> That's the state of the affairs right now on the north side. He wow. would be their second-best starter, right, with the way he's going. Can you argue that? As of this moment, no. What, the way no. he's trending. No, the la- for, for the last month, no. I couldn't argue that. But you do wonder, out of New York, and he, he's— Gets his head on straight, I guess, in Cincinnati. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the reasons are. You know, yeah. is the coaching part of it? Did they find something there? We don't really know. But maybe going into a city like the Cubs, right into a, a division race and Chicago's a open race, it's open later than Cincinnati. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know if this would be the best situation for him. But if you're the Cubs. Maybe you're not thinking about that. Yeah, and I wasn't even talking specifically about the Cubs, okay. although although that's just the kind of thing they're going to need to do. There's a guy like that, right? I mean, Theo said it. There's no, there's no big answers out there. Not going to find one. And we're halfway through. Let's be clear on this. This isn't – when we were having this conversation in April or May – and we're saying, yeah, I mean, obviously it's early, so, you know, things can We're halfway through the season, and your rotation stinks. You going to win the World Series with this rotation? Does this rotation right here win the World Series? This rotation doesn't get you to the World Series. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, that being the case, what do you do? Do you, again, do you chase a bad bet? You keep throwing more money at a bad bet? Keep chasing Tell it? me what I have to give up. I would try to improve it. I wouldn't hesitate to add to it, and maybe that signals, hey, Chatwood, you're out of here. Okay, fine. He hasn't earned the right to be in this rotation. Just because you get a large paycheck for three seasons doesn't mean you've earned the right. We're here to win. We're here to win this division and then move on after that. Coming up now, they're a few weeks away from making their final decisions on what they're going to have moving forward for this final push. Um, Adding a two, adding a three, no. I, I thought Theo stated the obvious, and... 
they don't have the talent in the minor league level. And what are you going to do? Keep doing that every year? You're going to keep doing that? No, you can't. At some point, we paid all this money, cash, assets for this rotation. That's how it was built. You guys have to come through. Maybe there will be a surprise available. Maybe there will be a, a, you know, someone clears waivers and there's a Justin Verlander August 31st midnight kind of thing happening. But that's, okay. you can't you can't bank on that. You're giving up. Can't bank on that. The so, answers are here. That's It's that's, not them feeding you garbage, Cubs fans. It's not. The yeah, answers are here. That's the point. You know, that's what I've been trying to get to since we began this early in the show is you have invested a lot of money. You have given up a lot of prospects. You put together what I would say a majority of the national guys considered to be a top five rotation in baseball, right? That's good. This was going to be a top five rotation. Your rotation stinks. In the spring, Joe Madden was answering questions about whether or not this rotation is better than 2016. Best of all time. That was written about every day in March. Every single day there was a column about that. And we're halfway through a season and you have one starting pitcher. Well, you know, you could you could make the case that Hendricks knows how to figure it out and will figure it out. Okay. I mean, the last month is is so bad that, you know, you have, you have to wonder about that. And I'm a Hendricks guy. Uh, you can make the case that Quintana is certainly capable of figuring it out. But, Darvish, you have no idea if he's coming back or when he's coming back or what he will be if or when he comes back. Chatwood, uh, I mean, uh, you just he's one of the worst pitchers in baseball. How many starters in baseball are worse than him? Again. He doesn't qualify for stats. Okay. Okay. Well, change the parameters then so you can put him in. And, you know, and if you want to keep Montgomery in, I don't have an issue with that. But what is he going to be at the end of the season being a starter? Yeah. His last month, also bad. Which you expected. He's going to come back a little bit. Well, his, yeah, even when he was pitching well, his peripherals were not too good. Same with Lester. So, again, if you're Theo, you gotta you. Your job is not to to be a cheerleader, or to or to to try to convince yourself that you're seeing something that you're not seeing. Your job is to be brutally honest. And if he's being brutally honest, he has to ask himself whether he he wants to chase this. I mean, if you. You, know, you only We've have all to chased. What's that? We've all chased. We've all done it. We've yeah. all done it. And how does that usually end up? A really bad. Right. The more you chase, the worse it gets. An right. Empty bankroll. So, you spent all this money. You gave up Cease and Jimenez, and you have this rotation which you thought could win you a World Series. It's not even winning you your division right now. I still believe they'll win this division. Mm-hmm. National League is wide open. But I, I think you have to look at it and say exactly what he said on Friday was, look, the answers are here. And if they're not, then I don't know what to tell you. You guys got to do your jobs. 
right? Like, don't you think they've been round and round on this in their offices? Don't you think they've sat around and gone, well, all right, well, what? let's put all the names up on a board that maybe could help us. Any one of these guys better than Hendricks or Quintana or Darvish if these guys are right? No. And what do we got to give up to get guys that may not even be that good? Well, probably a decent amount because the market is a, is a seller's market. Okay, so let's besides honestly. which besides which we haven't even done anything about the bullpen yet, which we have to do because poor Steve Ciszek can't brush his teeth. Let's have that pie in the sky conversation. Degrom is available. What do you have to give up to get him? I know they're not doing. You gotta it. give up off your major league roster. Have you bias? Right. I would ask for Degrom for, to I would start. A, I'm saying I, to start. Yeah, I would ask if if I'm the Mets and and you uh, you make Degrom available and you're talking to the Cubs. All right, I want. Let's see. I want. I want Baez and I want. Let's see. They might ask for Hendricks. Yeah, I don't know if I want Schwarber because I've watched him play defense. Oh, I know, I know. He's much, much better. Much, much better. See him running past patterns yesterday? <laughs> he's better. He's gotten he better. He's better. He's gotten better since the start of the year, but he's still Kyle Schwarber. You know what I'm asking for? I'm I'm starting with Baez. I, I don't know if I want any of their they're starting pitchers right now. This guy is in contention for NL Cy Young, and you have him for more this year than this year. You're asking for Contreras, aren't yeah. you? Well, I'm asking for three guys off your major league roster. Yeah. He's Jacob DeGrom. Are you kidding me? Right. Okay. He's so, your ace now. Right. So the conversation ends pretty fast, right? Yeah, of course it does. Okay. By the way, with Tyler Chatwood, minimum of 40 innings pitched among starters, the eighth highest XFIP, which is estimated amount of home runs per fly, uh, fly balls. Giolito is first, and Lopez is fifth. Oh, Hey, wait a minute! Where's all those? Where's all those uh, people who were ripping Giolito and saying you can't even compare him to Lopez? Which I wasn't doing. Remember that when I was saying, save your judgments on Giolito. He ain't no Lopez. I'll tell you that, you moron. He let's, ain't no let's, Lopez. Let's the White Sox a little bit. Yeah, they're young guys. We'll get to the White Sox. Yeah, but, but the, anyway, the but, injuries are just. But so, so yeah, that that's pretty much the end of your conversation right there, right? You ask for, I mean, if I'm the Mets, I'm asking for Baez. I'm asking for Almora, some combination of Almora or Schwarber, and another guy. Mm-hmm. And if Hendricks were still Hendricks, you'd ask for Hendricks, but he's not Hendricks. But maybe you think you can fix Hendricks? Then yes, and for you him. have him under control. You, he's under control. Yeah. He's Jacob Degrom. You better get it right. You gotta get it right. That's a com- and you're such a mess. And you're such a messed up organization. You can't do the Hendricks thing because See. it's not because it's not guaranteed. They're not going to do know it. You- They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Pressure's too much. Yep. To get it right in that market. That's why you ask for guys off a major league roster. That's why you don't do the White Sox thing. You gotta get you gotta get proven guys. It's New York and it's Jacob DeGrom. So far, nothing out there in the starting pitching landscape excites me. So that's why the Cubs are gonna add at the back end of the rotation. They'll add to the bullpen. 
none of this is really going to be a surprise. And if they want to win the division, they want to get past teams like the Dodgers, Nationals, Braves, Phillies, whichever teams they have to pass, it's going to be on the guys that are here. There isn't an oldest Chapman that's going to come in and save you. You know, as you as you do this out loud, mm-hmm. as you think about these things out loud, as you begin to process it, kind of comes back to the same old thing, doesn't it? It's amazing. You can talk about it till you're blue in the face, and it comes back to the same old thing. When you get into a short series, who are you facing, and do you like what you're throwing? And if it's if it's Scherzer, you know you didn't. Have, Scherzer wasn't healthy when they faced him last year. Strasburg wasn't healthy. Nope. And who knows if they will be this year? Kershaw wasn't healthy, and who knows if he will be this year? Who's going to have the best one and two combined with a with late inning guys? Who's going to have the best one two eight nine? as it were, meaning the best one-two starter and the base, best eighth-inning, ninth-inning guys. What, who's going to have that combination? I don't know what the answer is right now. I, I don't have an answer I have right a, now. I have a guess. It's a team that's greatly underperformed. It's the Nationals, right? It, they're, they're, if they go on this run that I think they're going to go on with this light schedule coming up, we're going to point to last year's Cubs when they were 43-45 and 45 at the All-Star break. They are primed to go on a run right Man, now. When they were down nine to the Marlins the other night, would you after would the you, team would, meeting? Would you have still been? Would you even have? have would you have still been thinking that at that moment? Because that is that is that feels like the end right there. That feels like the end. You're yelling I mean, at each had, other in the locker room before. You've had a terrible week. You are yelling at each other in the locker room. You got a rookie manager who who doesn't seem to have any idea what he's doing, and you're down nine. And you know Bryce Harper can't get a hit to save his life. And here's his free agency, and there's your window slamming shut. And Strasburg's on the DL, and you've had one injury after another, after another, after another, and now you're down nine to the Marlins. And that it it's I mean I I'm watching that game. I'm going uh, well I. This might, be, this, this might be it. Season. This might be I, yeah. it. This yeah. is the Marlins. And then you come back. And then you put up 18 last night? 18? Uh, <laughs> and the, the Ryan day. Zimmerman drove in 10 runs. 10. <laughs> no. Um, against real pitchers. Reynolds, right? Who was it? What did I say? Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was Reynolds. Didn't have a team at the start of the year, right? Correct. So, I mean, uh, it's... Still right there for you. Still right there for the Cubs. Absolutely, still right there for the Cubs. There's no, I don't. There's no favorite in the National League. It's there for 10 if you teams. have. If you have one, you tell me who it is. They're for eight teams. Everybody's right? flawed. Yeah. You got three flawed teams. What if? All right, let me. All right, riddle me this, Batman. What if? What if the Diamondbacks were to find one more? And I'm not saying this is even possible. Um, but they're the favorites for Machado. So let's say they get Machado. And then let's say they add a strong rotation piece, and I don't know who that is or how you go about doing that, and a strong bullpen piece. What if they added those three things? Would you? Would you, Would you? they go to the top of your list? I'm considering them right now. 
they have been such a streaky team this year that at the right time they could they could get hot and get to the World Series. And you mentioned earlier that they have one of the top five rotations already. And I think they're going to go for it because Goldschmidt's a free agent in a year and a half. Patrick Corbin's going to free, be a free agent in the offseason. And it's up for grabs. So you have every motivation to go for it right now. Well, the good news for the Cubs is there's there's no great team in the National League. Bunch of good teams, but everybody's flawed. There's three great teams in the AL. Waiting. One of them will be waiting. And you could say four. Cleveland won't be tested all year. They're just doing, just get to the postseason. Do you know who gave up three runs in the eighth inning and lost them the game yesterday that I did not know was in Cleveland? And shame on me. Cause oh, he's, it's a former Cub, right? Yeah. Um, and he's pitched in 20 games for them and has pitched really well, but did not pitch well yesterday. Neil Ramirez. Yes, there it is. There it is. Yes. I saw that. Oakland, they come back late on a lot of teams. Oh, here's one for you. We were waiting for Neil Ramirez to take over as a Cubs closer for like five years. Here's one for you. Albert Pujols. And this will (laughs) give me a chance to get through this because this is going to lead me to something funny. At least I laughed when I saw it. Albert Pujols has 643 two-out RBI in his career. 643 two-out RBI. Uh, that alone would make him that that alone is good for 732nd all time on the RBI list. Oh wow. But on the active RBI list, that 643 would be good for 48th among active players right now. Ahead of That's ahead of players like Carlos Santana, Alex Gordon, Buster Posey, Mike Trout, Daniel Murphy, Ian Desmond, Eric Hosmer, Anthony Rizzo, Kyle Seeger, Nolan Arenado, J.D. Martinez, Josh Donaldson, Todd Frazier, Ioannis Cespedes, Jacoby Ellsbury, Michael Brantley, Jason Hayward, Bryce Bryce Harper, (laughs) Manny Machado, Jason Hayward, Jose Abreu. But that so his six forty three uh, just his two out RBI is more than all of those players in their careers. But there's a name on here I couldn't believe as I was looking at this. You know whose name is on here? Alexei Ramirez. Oh my god! Why is he listed as an active player? He has five hundred ninety career RBI. Why is he listed as an active player? Well, you go to his Baseball Reference page. He hasn't played in the majors since twenty sixteen. So it's not that. Then you go to his Cuban winter league and minor league stats, and he's not in the minors anywhere, but he's playing in Mexico. Is he really? Playing in the Mexican leagues. Wow. Alexei Ramirez, I guess trying to fight his way back to the big leagues. You know, as great as... If Tim Anderson ends up being really good, he's never going to make an all-star team. Never? Yeah. By the way... If he stays in the American League? In fairness to, to to Tim Anderson, who I was really critical of about six weeks ago. Or and every week. 
What's that? Or every week. Well, well his, his defense. His last month or six weeks has not only been really good offensively, it's been really good defensively. He's been a much better defensive player. And I'm not saying that I'm ready to proclaim him a shortstop. I'm just saying that his shortstop play over the last month has been considerably better. So we'll probably see Jose Abreu named to the All-Star team tonight, but you could make the argument that Tim Anderson was the best White Sox position player of the first half. Um, Abreu was awful in June. Awful. Yeah. He's, I'm saying you can make the argument. Yeah. And, and Abreu's getting in. Let's be honest. He's getting in based on reputation and the list of first basemen in the American League is pretty awful. Yeah, I don't care. It's the all-star game. I don't care. Fan, I'm not talking. Listen. I don't care. I know. You don't care about anything. I get it. <laughs> People care. People care who's on the team. I'm nobody, not going to be watching the nobody game. Nobody cares about the I'm all-star not, game. Okay. Nobody cares who You're gets right. in the all-star game. Okay. Okay. So when you talk about Hall of Fame credentials, I don't want to ever hear you say blank time all-star. I don't think I've ever used you, all-star it's game your number appearances. One credential you say oh, in all that is not true. You know, people are going to believe you. You're such an idiot. They're going <laughs> to believe you. Listen, I get well, we it. We got a two-way playoff in the European Tour. We better take a uh, break. Speaking of nobody cares, we better take a break. Let me hear your thoughts on that for charity. Go ahead. Not for charity <laughs> or for anything, please. Do not talk about the European Golf Tour. Oh, uh, Oh, yeah. Well, you'll be begging me for picks in a week, and I'll mention the European Tour, and suddenly you'll care about the European Tour. Yeah, the Irish Open. All right. When we come back, we will talk to Jeff Blum. We'll talk Astros. We'll talk American League West. Talk about this White Sox. How many Cubs All-Stars do you think tonight? How many Cubs All-Stars? We'll do that next on Hit and Run on the Score. There's not a shortstop in baseball, including Troy Tulowitzki, who's been better if you count the leather and the lumber than Alexa Ramirez. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 